Here we go. Bonus episode starting now. Max Shan is in the house from Serenade. I've got So Sophia Mole. We're going to ask Max Shan, such a great name, Shandy Marks, uh, about music that he loved as a kid. What's the first thing you got into that hit different for you? The first thing that I got into, well, I have to say that it wasn't by... It's completely by good fortune that I am sitting here, um, sitting in a Linkin Park t-shirt. <laughs> yes. And I would be deceiving you if I didn't say that I own seven different Linkin Park t-shirts and the rest. There's a wonderful thing about being 10 years old and feeling like despite all the wonderful things that you have around you, friends, family, good fortune, that um, the world is against you. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> and listening to Hybrid Theory and then Meteora were just these incredibly powerful albums that allowed me as a very spoiled kid to unleash on the world <laughs> around me. Um, and I still remember that. It was one New Year's Eve that uh, I had just spent with my parents uh, and I went back to my room and it just something clicked uh, and I went from my room into one of my older two brothers' rooms and I stole their sound system and I plugged it in into my room and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I took those CDs and I blasted those, those albums. Uh, and so those songs still stick with me as um, really wonderful, yeah, just huge rock anthems yeah. uh, for blasting out emotions. That's so funny because I, 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 I think I was about maybe 12 or 13 when Meteora came out. And I remember having those exact same moments where it's just like, you know, your parents who are giving you everything just aren't understanding you, you know? And like, you can listen to, you know, I remember listening to Meteora on like an old, uh, like Sony um, kind of sound system CD player thing at my dad's house and like listening to Breaking the Habit for the first time and just thinking that it spoke to me on a deeper level. Max throws devil horns. When I'm sitting when it, I'm sitting in a plush bedroom, um <laughs> listening to and like the only thing my dad's telling me is to turn it down. I'm like, this is exactly what I mean, Dad. Like <laughs> you don't get it, okay? Here's a good scene for you. I remember I was still sleeping in a car bed at the time. And I remember jumping up and down on my car bed as In The End played and thinking, and which is a, a thinking a thought which only happened because I watched a lot of American Pie, um, that I'm already re I'm ready for college. I remember that thought that I was listening to Lincoln Park, jumping up on a car bed saying, I'm ready, I'm done, get me there. <laughs> <laughs> remind, remind me of uh, Millhouse's Millhouse's dad. Millhouse's dad. Kirk, I says, sleep in a car now. I, I sleep in a racing car. Do you? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> That's a great retort. <laughs> and when so you were good. nine, when you were nine years old, Max Collision Course came out. The uh, record Jay Z and Linkin Park, the collab. Did that have much effect on you? I've never listened to that record because I'm, I'm not a Linkin Park fan, I must admit, guys. Sorry. Terrible. Um, but was that a, a good <laughs> album? Did you guys get into it? The, the wonderful thing about Numb Encore, like that album was never like, a huge album for me, but it was such a bridge for um, people around me to get into Linkin Park. So I have mm -hmm. friends who DJed throughout high school and in the years afterwards who like, might even be prone to putting on Numb Encore. Uh, and so... Um, part of my kind of early primary school years 
were this like big fight between the huge popularity of hip hop and the fact that I had zero interest in it. And so having a, <laughs> having a song like Nam Encore was that bridge that allowed me to connect musically with friends who had no time for bands like Linkin Park and Korn, like these new metal bands that I had all too much time for. <laughs> Korn, Sorry, fantastic. Man. I remember seeing Korn at a Roskilde Festival in Denmark and Got the Life had been out for maybe a year and a half and it just hit, like it just smashes across the face. And any kind of skepticism you had on rap metal, you just was gone within cynicism. God, God, me. It was so, so fantastic. Sorry, quick question. Have you guys watched the, the Woodstock 99? I've not. I know the lineup, but I did not. Oh, my God. The interviews they do with Jonathan from Corn are fucking incredible. Really? All right. I'll have to see it. So good. So good. How do, I, how do I see it, Sos? Yeah, I'll look that up. It's on, it's on Binge. If yes, you have sick. Binge as a we streaming got, service. We, yeah. We've got Binge, indeed. There just needs to be more streaming services. Uh, what was the next music style that came along, Shandir, and, uh, and grabbed you and you have, a, have a moment where you were like, oh, shit, I like this now? I'm going to cut out what was possibly a big next moment because I think it's too close to... Um, new metal and, and paints me in, in, in a problematic way musically. Um, <laughs> Just but, give us a little sprinkle. Um, give um, us but, a little li- think, Limp biscuit um, sprinkle. Um, I, I lived in, in Germany for a year and, um, and up till I, I moved to um, Berlin, I had always defined myself as being a rock guy and um, therefore I was not allowed to touch anything remotely electronic. Um, and this is how kind of much of a music nerd I am. In Germany, I discovered that the heritage of um, electronic music was in early punk. Yeah. Um, and by forging that link, I allowed myself to start getting into <laughs> electronic music. And so I got into um, lots of Krautrock in, in Germany, um, being kind of the, the music produced, um, yeah, East and West Germany in, in, in the mid or late 60s, early 70s. Uh, and then that brought me into the early days of electronic music in the UK um, because mm-hmm. the UK really listened into what was happening in uh, Eastern Europe and bands like Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark um, and, mm. and Depeche mm. Mode became some of my favourite bands mm. till this day. Uh, and so specific songs um, and a song like um, Of All The Things We've Made, which is the closing track on a orchestral maneuvers in the dark album called architecture and morality just played at a time that unlike when i first listened to lincoln park and you want to kind of shout out and be angry at the world a song like of all the things we've made um was a perfect way to have that same emotional response where you're like oh i'm I'm still thinking about how to navigate this thing called life Um, but it's Mm. but it's much more of a solitary introspective sound um, which um, was very complimentary to the time I was in. Mm. It only has seven lines in it, that whole song. To want this, of everything we've made, the times it's worked before, of all the things we've said, times that worked before today. And then I repeat that last line. That's a really good line. Of all the things we've said, they've always worked before today. That's a real, no one understands me. <laughs> yeah, very, very different. Um, I, an, an odd link. I believe that song, and I'm going to bring it back to Aussie Rock, I think that song sounds oddly like one of Ben Lee's tracks on Breathing Tornadoes. Uh-huh. I'm try- uh-huh. I think it's Ship My Body Home. 
if if this somehow finds its way into anyone's ears, listen to up all the things we've made and then ship my body home. <laughs> and if you draw uh, any link, hit me up. Facebook, LinkedIn, sure. Twitter, yeah. Insta. Well, Man, I, I wish we I wish we'd done this interview before before Mikey did the Ben Lee podcast. Oh, really? We did Ben Lee. We did, we, did ben, we did Ben Lee two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, yeah. it was a very good chat actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Take us back if you can to Berlin to Berlin and your kind of electronic music work. Really paint the scene for us if you can of, of sort of discovering that real punky electronic moment. I went to Germany to finish my degree and managed to do no university work while I was there. Um, but discovered how, um, but discovered how much I loved writing, uh, and I would write these absurdly indulgent five thousand word um, emails home to family and friends every month, um, and I would structure it. <laughs> I would structure them week by week. Where at the start of each week, I would have at least a paragraph on musical influences of the week, um, um, and uh, and so I had an obligation to populate that paragraph every week. Um, and, um, and so I really was spending a lot of time reading up on kind of one band and then using that to jump into another um, and learning about the early influences of um, that transition from punk into electronica. Um, it became a huge passion of mine that I ended up writing quite a bit um, about um, over the next six months. Uh, and, and that led me into some of the kind of early flirtations with journalism that I attempted. And... Mm -hmm. And so that was really the scene was me um, as some kid in um, Berlin sitting in lots of cafes, underslept, but drinking lots of coffee and really enjoying time spent yeah. on my laptop. Excellent. And any jump to mind, any particular artist that you're like, mum, dad, uh, can, the Beatles of Germany. <laughs> I'm very lucky in that my brother is big into auctions and... Uh, and he sent me a Lloyd's auction that happened two weeks ago today uh, that was doing a random household um, estate sale. Um, and there were all of these collections of, of records, like six songs per, per, per collection. And I was scrolling down pages after pages. And then there was one cover art that really popped out at me, um, which was um, the band Neu, um, N-E-U, exclamation mm -hmm. mark. Um, which was the first incarnation of Kraftwerk. And I know that those, like I don't have any of those records, they're generally quite expensive, collectible. Uh, and, uh, and I saw that there was one of those records in that collection alongside um, yeah, various other German uh, kind of folk uh, albums that I had no clue about. Uh, and so I bid on that and I won that record um, and it arrived yeah. on the weekend. And, and so that is one um, record that um, to that point around of all the things we made, which is that like interest, introspection that uh, a nice ambient electronic backing track can mm -hmm. really uh, introduce. Mm -hmm. Noise early work um, is wonderful in just giving you a soundscape to think. Mm. Terrific. Uh, let's move to Aussie rock, pub rock, uh, embracing that, getting sweated on, crowd surfing, <laughs> all these kind of things. What's the, the most sort of defining moment where you sort of you, you realize this is where I am at at the moment? You know, I'm gonna I'm I'm in the music industry now, so I'm gonna sh I'm gonna do a shout out. Um, uh, a, a name drop. Sorry, uh, I like I in in 2019, I believe I hosted. 30 mates at my place 
uh, for a uh, 20 year celebration of Odyssey number five, Powderfinger. Are you gonna t- Are you gonna tell me that you're the only person who's managed to pull off a Powderfinger reunion? Um, Is that what we're going? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No. So actually, no. It wasn't a 20 year. It was the 19 year celebration um, because I think. Uh, I knew I, I forecast that something was not was going to happen the next year, and I just couldn't wait. Uh, and everyone had to wear a Aussie band tee, uh, and we listened to that album, I believe, three times on repeat. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bernard Fanning's, um, and uh, being able to then a year later count him as one of the investors uh, in my company, um, and mm-hmm. to um, be able to chat to him and, and learn from his experience is a huge um, kind of pinch yourself moment of, 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 of the fun things that this business has allowed me to achieve. These for days sure. for me is, is the song from that record. Uh, what, is it, what does that mean to you, Sos and, 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 and Shan? Like these days is just, it, it, you know, it grips you and you feel like you're on the, on the edge of a cliff mm. and you sort of plunge, plunge off it rather like the, the cover of Odyssey number five and you plunge off it and somehow you're flying like you're in Avatar and I'm getting all these goose flesh feelings just from thinking yeah. about that song and the first time I heard that song when I was working at Sanity in Fountain Gate selling a lot of this record. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of equate that song to, again, travelling overseas and being away from home. I know it sounds very cliche, but there's something in hearing a song like that when you're you know, on the other side of the world. If you weren't homesick before, it kind of makes you homesick. With that track in particular, I remember seeing Powderfinger when they were on their sun, like the the final tour, and they played at Memorial Drive in Adelaide, and it was absolutely freezing. And I remember being on the barrier because I was really into Powderfinger when I was at uni, and um, you could like hear a pin drop when they played that track, and it was. I feel like as much flack as that band has gotten over the years, you can't deny that those songs have impact, and it's like it's a generational impact as well. It was so emotional. And because it was so cold, I remember you could see like the steam coming out from the stage, like from the gear and the lights and everything, just hanging over all these people um, as Bernard was singing. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's just such, it, yeah, it can still get you. It's classic. Totally, totally. As in, in the film Two Hands as well, film director Gregor Jordan asked the band to write a song. And it was the first time Bernard Fanning said, uh, he said it was the first time there was an outside reason to write a song rather than my own emotional response to something, which I think is very cool. Cupsport also played it, uh, a cover version of it at the grand final. Yeah, they did. La- last year, which is dope. Which um, any any other recollections of, of these days for you, Shand? Yeah, I um, I actually went to, it was it was the year that, uh, um, that, Bernard Fanning released two albums together uh, and I saw him play mm-hmm. at the State Theatre and he and it was also shortly after Prince had passed away uh, and mm. um, yeah Bernard Fanning said uh, I've, I've got a song that was largely inspired by um, a Prince track let me let me play it for you and he started playing these days and he segued into Purple Rain uh, and it Ugh. was, and it was, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> could you get me any worse? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right. to me? Yeah, stop it, buddy. Fantastic. Wild. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's such a curious legacy, Powderfinger, because it feels like people have kind of got over there. It feels like they've kind of unfairly maligned 
um, they almost got too intrinsically um, enmeshed with Triple J and what Triple J was. And then I think sort of people, some people sort of turned their noses up at them in, in a way. But it does feel like they're having a nice moment in the last few years of people going, hey, cascading down, you know, like so many great choruses, so many great moments for that for that group. Uh, what's the most recent thing? We'll do one more, Max, uh, that's really just absolutely turned your toes up, uh, baked your cake, floated your boat. Turn your toes up. Sounds like you're dead. You know, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, the music that's recently, you know, knocked you, knocked you for six. I'm oddly, um, and and because I'm trying to get a conversation with um, Damon Auburn, listening to way too much of the Gorillas. Good. Um, and so there's no such thing. Um, so yeah, it would be remiss of me to not bring uh, them up. A great collaboration with um, Lil Sims. Yeah, it's a good track. Who is just too great. Uh, but I'm still very much, um, sadly, on that on that path from from Germany, where I listen to a lot of eighties synth pop. <laughs> I uh, I, co- I collect eighties um, twelve inch dance remixes, uh, and and I got got a got a lot of time for it. Anything anything on the X Y Z Italo disco label um, is for me. Yeah, cool. Nice. And you throw shapes. You, you you strike me as as, as a kind of a loose limbed dancer. Um, I'm not a good dancer. Rug. I'm I'm not a good dancer. But, but a lot I, of people that aren't good dancers say they're not good dancers, though. Unfortunately, I'm both. I, I think I'm just an honest um, bad dancer. That is, <laughs> I'm an honest, authentic bad dancer. Uh, but but maybe I'm, I'm I'm getting better. But there hasn't been a haven't been a lot of opportunities to to flex. No, those I haven't been able to be in the club. Time. Yeah. Well, in a few weeks, in a few weeks' time, our friend Max Sham will hopefully be heading overseas. Is this correct? This is correct. I'm very lucky to have been supported by Sounds Australia uh, in going to London, uh, in in going overseas to uh, pursue Serenades in international expansion. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Scoop, scoop to loop. He'll be uh, he'll be at Fabric as well after hours, <laughs> cutting a rug, perfecting his <laughs> sure. uh, big fish, little fish moves. I like the opening the microwave move. That one, <laughs> very good. It doesn't really work. And you've you've also got a severed heads poster behind you, framed, which is very very cool. The dead eyes open. Yes, big that big, big severed long. heads fan. Unreal. Thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. You've been very patient as well with our tech and uh, just in general. Just such a cool story because Serenade, all of this has happened very fucking quickly. Yeah, <laughs> like so something that's been going it's since really 2015 or anything. Like this is just yeah, you whipping people into a frenzy and uh, basically you know providing a platform and just providing a service for people and providing memories for people in real time. So uh, yeah, we commend yeah. you for that, man. And well done. Thank you very much. All Lovely right. speaking with you both. Um, and hope we get to do this again in the future. Or just, have or just have a drink if that ever exists just in have the a real drink. world. Yeah. <laughs> when you said I had I had 30 of my mates over, like, in a house together? <laughs> yeah. What, Dickens? Very what good. Very good. All right, guys. Okay. Love you lots. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. Subscribe or cry. See ya. See ya. See ya.